Catherine Nickel, Ghana, 
pictures of uh, the skulls there, that's in uh, Togo, which is a bordering country, uh, and that's in a voodoo market. And so in most markets in northern Ghana, there'll be a voodoo section where you can buy these skulls and horsetails and take them to the uh, doctor or priest, and they'll grind them up, and often you ingest them. Uh, so there's some voodoo dolls there. The bottom picture is at... Um, a python temple uh, where these pythons are worshipped. There's a, a, a temple full of them just wow. kind of hanging out. And uh, so I finally got up the courage to put one around my neck. Um, here's a, a picture, and this again is in Togo, uh, but we can pretend it's in Ghana. Um, and this is doing a um, ritual. I decided. An interesting present to bring back my mother would be a voodoo doll. And we actually have it in our living room right now. And uh, uh, voodoo is often used for good there. Uh, so it maybe doesn't have the same connotations that we would uh, think. But we did a, a voodoo ceremony, which resulted in me negotiating with the gods over the price of the voodoo doll in the end, which was <laughs> an interesting experience. Um, and this is a, another example of how um, traditional religious practices coexist with, with Christianity and Islam. So um, this was during Christmas, and um, these children um, would do their version of Christmas caroling, which was wearing these, these masks and dancing for locals in exchange for a few coins. So it's their version of Christmas carols. Um, and so one really noticeable way that these traditional beliefs play out in northern Ghana is um, the idea of witches. So often if something goes wrong in um, a village, uh, it will be, uh, a, a woman will be blamed for being a witch, and all the responsibility of that problem will be put on her. So if her husband dies, if her child dies, if crop fails, she might be labeled a witch and ostracized from the community. And she doesn't have anywhere to go, any money, etc. So a very interesting place I went to was a witch's camp. And um, I'll preface this by saying I had really uncomfortable feelings about going here because um, as many of us know who have traveled overseas, it's sometimes difficult going into villages. You don't want to feel like you're gawking at them, taking their pictures, um, spying on them. Um, and I, I wondered, too, if I should even put up these pictures, but they said it was okay to take pictures. Um, and so these women who are labeled witches don't have anywhere to go, and this village has decided to take them in. So it sounds like a great idea, right? Gives them a place to go where they're safe. They have a little hut. They live with fellow witches. But um, in practice, there have been a lot of human rights abuse at this camp. Um, there's a lot of organizations that are fighting to close down this camp. The women are used as free labor. Um, they're often seen as imprisoned in the village. Um, and the chief is the one that gets all of the profits from their work. So, so it was an interesting place. And this um, is an example of how uh, VSO Ghana, or QSO VSO, is working um, with these traditional cultural beliefs. So this is uh, an organization called the Widows and Orphans Movement in northern Ghana, uh, where 
women who are widows, uh, who are often ostracized, often seen as, seen as witches, can go and learn uh, life skills, and also orphans go to this area too, and they are mentored by these women, and it's a really great example of how VSO Ghana is really working. Um, and I think that's it. So thank you for listening. I didn't. No. It's in my mom's house. <laughs> we'll go to her house. <laughs> okay, Jack, you're up next. Jack will do. I've been called last word. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't uh, come intending to give a presentation, so I have no charts. <clears throat> but I've got a couple of interesting stories. My, my involvement.